Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Rob is in Apache Junction and now enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's middle school. Three questions, get two out of three correct, and you'll graduate and go see Roger Waters. Hot dog. (laughs) Hot dog, indeed. He almost dropped it. It wasn't exciting enough for him to drop a hot diggity dog on us. Yeah, right. So here's the deal. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but Tony Siragusa, former uh, Baltimore Raven, I think maybe a couple of other teams also, passed away at age 55. So you give us a quick answer here. we got five quick questions for you. you got three seconds to answer each one. The subject is NFL legend, alive or dead? Wow. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Roger Staubach. Uh, alive. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Mean Joe Green. Mm, dead. I'm sorry, no. He's alive. He's quite healthy. And now you don't get the shirt. <laughs> Here's your next one. Gail Sayers. I'm going to go with dead. Yeah, unfortunately, passed away in 2020. He was 77 years old. Yeah. And a hell of a football player. Good yes, he me. was. Good for me, though. Yes, exactly. It's all about you. Yep. Here's your next one. <laughs> Dick Butkus. Mm, I think he just died. He's alive. Yeah, but he's going to kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're two and two here. Your last one. The old Baltimore Colt, Johnny Unitas. He is dead. He is. In fact, yeah. he's been gone since 2002. I always thought that sounded like okay. a disease, too, when you got Johnny Unitas. <laughs> Although it's, you know, that's a leader's name, Johnny Unitas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He wants to bring us together. Yep. Right. All right. So you are a winner. Hang with us. Hot diggity dog. There you go. <laughs> Nicely played. Yep. And for you, uh, for you younger listeners, yes, the Colts used to be the Baltimore, Baltimore yeah. Colts. <laughs> Those were the days. Ah, get off my lawn. Mark and Neanderthal. So yesterday at this time, right around 6.09, we were involved in a very serious discussion. Very, very serious discussion. Yes, right here on this uh, this Mark and Neander Paul program. We're yeah, not afraid it, to dive into serious stuff. It, like, may, be, it may be award-winning where, where, where it's going to be submitted yeah. for potentially for the Nobel Peace Prize mm-hmm. in, in breakfast dynamics. That's right. We're talking about Kellogg's and them splitting up. And then we got into talking about Pop-Tarts. And... We posted on the Mark and Interpol Facebook page a very simple question. What's your favorite Pop-Tart? Mm-hmm. Here's the encouraging part. Paul and I were on the phone yesterday at 4.58 p.m. Yeah. And we were both looking at a post of what we said. What's your favorite Pop-Tart? There were 122 comments. None of them mentioned politics. Do you know well, how difficult that is to achieve? I, I Look, I again... It should be submitted for the Nobel Peace Prize yeah. in social media dynamics. 122. You look at any. We went over 122. Look at any article online. You can't get maybe 10 comments in before it turns into libtards versus repugnants. Yeah, yeah right? I know. No, I mean, and, and by the way, 
One of the primary hallmarks of American political discourse these days is name-calling. There's nothing more immature than that. Nothing says says legitimate political discussion like name-calling. Save the immaturity for your breakfast cereals exactly. and your breakfast foods and like this, Pop-Tarts. This show. Yes. But you then... Know. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I was expecting at some point in time in those 122 comments to scroll through and see something like, thanks to so-and-so, I can't afford Pop-Tarts. Yes, exactly. You know? yeah, but now there, there wasn't anything. Yeah. There wasn't anything. And it was it was very heartwarming yesterday at 4.58 p.m. But then we come in today. We're up to 147 comments, but somebody did make one of them about politics. Now, let me ask you this. That's very sad. What? About a pop tart <laughs> is political. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, look. I, far be it from us. And again, your politics are your own. You're more than yeah, more than, and fine. we don't we don't talk about them on the show for exactly that reason. You have every right to your belief. Somebody else has every right to their belief. And if you don't agree, we can all agree to disagree. Apparently, except for those who talk about pop tarts, because politics has come into the play. In the Pop-Tart world. Yeah, everybody else... I'm waiting for the negative Pop-Tart ad. It was 146 to 1, and that and that's at least encouraging. Of course, some of those 146 said that they didn't like Pop-Tarts, and we are rounding those people up yes. right now, yeah, be assured. Yeah, yeah, we're going to check for their papers and ask them to leave the country. Yes, yeah. Somebody mentioned uh, their favorite flavor was grape, and I was like, was there a grape? And I actually looked it up. There was, at one time, a Concord grape. Yes, flavor of pop tart, but they discontinued it. Yeah, I, I yeah. would assume. I would assumed it's like you know, like a grape jelly, grape jam. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Mark, do you know the difference between jelly and jam? I actually uh, do know okay. the difference, right. Paul, sure. between right. uh, jelly, jelly and, and jam. jam. Okay. I, I can't tell you if right. you, if yeah. you need to know, you can certainly call us. Yeah, and four eight zero four seven zero KS Electric. Tell you the difference between jelly and jam. But uh, to wrap things up, we wanted to mention a, a listener named Andrew Ide who emailed us yesterday during the pop tart discussion and reminded us of a fantastic song called butter on a Pop-Tart that came from the show Family Guy. Oh, this is as good as it gets. Good morning, everybody. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. <laughs> sure, why not? I was sitting in the kitchen one day, and I was itching to fill up my belly with the piping hot jelly of the best damn treat in the world. <laughs> He's talking Pop-Tarts. And I saw a stick of butter, and it almost made me shudder and scream like a baby girl. Hell yeah! I don't want a giant penis or a rocket trip to Venus. I don't want to win the lottery. I just want to squat and gobble till I'm dizzy and I wobble in the butterfruit and Joe's hot dream. So I put butter on a Pop-Tart. It was so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. Everybody, come along with us. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Hell yeah. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. There you go. That's the way to handle your Pop-Tarts. Yep. We're almost at the weekend. Already, yeah. Let's tell you about some things going on with the Mark and Neanderthal weekend preview with With jokes. jokes. Yeah. Now, of course, we have our Cause for Paws event where we'll give out dog booties 10 to noon at Desert Ridge right near PetSmart. Thanks to Fulton Homes with that where we give out the dog booties. Mm -hmm. But then you could cruise over to Scottsdale Harley-Davidson for the Bikini Bike Wash. Hell yeah. All right. Okay. Live music. Mm-hmm. Food. Yep. My bike looks great in a bikini, too. Yes. Just exactly. saying. Yep. They wash your bikes with bikinis. Yep. I think it's terrific. Yep. Not a lot of material in those bikinis, too, so they do a lot of rinsing. 
call a book club that's been stuck on the same book for years and years? What do you call a book club that's been stuck on the same book for years and years? Church. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) I don't even know where this is happening, but if you want to talk about clickbait headline... This might be the clickbait headline of 2022. Feast on pancakes and crush booze at the Pancakes and Booze Art Show. All right. You have my attention. Mm-hmm. When somebody says the words feast on pancakes and crush booze, I'm in. I'm all about it. Hey, Mark. Yeah. What is a uh, what is a duck's favorite? <laughs> what is a duck's Favorite drug? Quack cocaine. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, The eighth not really annual Phoenix Independence Bowl is happening this weekend. Oh. Sunday at Let It Roll Bowl on North 12th Street in Phoenix. Starts at noon. The proceeds benefit local first Arizona. And who doesn't like a nice bowling event? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't done bowling in a while. We should do that again at some point. Yes. And you know what? We did it you know, a couple of months ago before that. It had been years. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Bowling's always fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Paul, why don't they use dating apps in Alabama? Why don't they use dating apps in Alabama? Because in Alabama, they find partners with relative ease. <laughs> See? Yeah, because they're relatives. They're related to people. And and in, they, in there are ru- wor- rumors of... of rumors, yes. They're only yeah. merely rumors. Yes, yeah. Exactly. No, it doesn't happen. All right. Right there. That's your Mark and Neanderthal weekend preview with, with jokes. jokes. Have you seen yet? Was there any cause of death for Tony Siragusa? Uh, no, but he was one of two Baltimore Ravens that died recently. There was a young kid, yeah, too. Like right, a young a kid was like 26-year-old. Yeah, but I can see the Saragusa thing because he was not the picture of health. I mean, that guy was well, massive. He was a gigantic guy in general. You know, he's, what I read, 6'4", and I think his playing weight, he's a, he was an NFL player. He was part of that incredible Baltimore Ravens team. In the early 2000s, That yeah. allowed, like... Four points the entire season. Yeah, the was defense a, was amazing. Arguably the greatest defense of all time. And he passed away at age 55 and, and no cause of death yet. But I, I read that his playing weight was 340. And that's being favorable. That is, he was, that is amazing. He was, imagine a sumo wrestler with... With football pads on I me, mean, he was not he, Tony Saragusa yeah. never met a plate of spaghetti he didn't enjoy or a weight he had, he didn't pick up because he you, never touched him. If you saw him on the sidelines while he was playing in uniform, he had a double chin. No, he, he was he was a he was a, but he was able to he was very effective. He was a great player. For no, a no, while. he was. I mean, I mean, he he took up a lot of space and he could move for a yeah. guy that size. But when you look at somebody like that. And you look at how, and I don't want to say out of shape because he was clearly an elite athlete, but he was not the kind of elite athlete that you look at and you go, oh, my God, this guy's a physical specimen. You just look at me and go, my God, he's massive. You look at a guy like that, and very few of the guys that look like that reach 70 years old. It's, you know, I, and I, I don't mean to make this comparison other than the, the final point of it. it. You know, larger dogs 
die younger than smaller dogs. Yeah. Larger people often will, will pass away before smaller people. Yep. It's just the way it goes. And he was a gigantic guy. Yeah. Really sad, though. He was only 55 years old. He was on the sidelines doing stuff for TV football games up until like a year ago or two years ago. Yeah, and I, I don't know he, what happened to I him. think he, he was doing like some, I don't want to say home and garden, but like one of those, you know, those those ancillary cable channels. I think he was hosting like a guy oh, no show kidding. too. Yeah, <laughs> okay. he was doing some of that stuff. And I, you know, he was, uh, he had done a pretty good job of reinventing himself after yes. his football career. He, he had a, seemed like a likable guy. He, he had a very, uh, you know, good personality, larger than life kind of guy, personality wise too. Like the Charles Barkley of the NFL. Very, yeah. very, like, yeah, very, li- very likable, you know, could get away with some stuff that you wouldn't expect him to be able to get away with because yeah. he's so likable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, this is interesting. This leads into another story I saw yesterday, and it's just a kind of a heads up, I guess. I, you know, I, I don't know that there's any jokes to make about it. Um, I saw that if you are in your 50s. And let me let me see if I can find the exact quote here. But by the way, while you while he's yeah, looking for go. that exact quote, you might want to get up out of bed because you're going to want to try this. Yes. Uh, if you are in your 50s, you are twice as likely to die. Good morning, everybody. You are twice <laughs> as likely to die in the next decade if you're currently unable to balance on one foot for 10 seconds, according to a new study. You want to try and, it? And of course, um, I, of course, I tried it yesterday and, and I can do it. I mean, I don't know if I can do it right now, but I can do it. Um, but, you know, okay, yeah, I just, okay. just lifted my leg. Right, Actually, on I am on I am on my leg. weak. My weak balancing leg is my right leg because I am right handed. So my balancing leg, the stronger balancing leg would be my left leg, you know, for like kicking off on a field goal or punting right, or sure. something like that. So, right, so I'm going to start yeah. the timer. Oh, you're just starting it now? Yeah. Oh, have you already been, I've been doing, doing it? it for like. Oh, never mind. Then. No, no, no. Keep no. it going. Keep it going. I'll try and do this, you know. There's ten seconds. All right. All right. So, so you did, yeah. And I did. I did a lot of martial arts too. So I'm still. I still have that. The balance thing is huge. Obviously, with that. Yeah. I have. I have awful knees from football. I can't do it. Um, what, I, I, what do you want me to say about you? <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Hang on. Which, which, which it's supposed to be? Your, which leg is it supposed to be? I'll do it. I'll e- do it. Either one. All right. Um, and how many? How many seconds? Uh, ten seconds. You tell me when you're starting. Uh, starting. Okay. So you got uh, eight to go now, and uh, you still you got one up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're doing pretty well, and yeah. you are reaching ten right now. Yeah, that's not a problem. I can even, I'm going to try it with my other leg, just yeah. because we might as well kill another 10 well, seconds. he's showing off. Now. Yeah, no, I mean, look at that. What are you, huh? big-timing me? Yeah, look at that. Um, Picture me as Daniel LaRussa yeah, right they now. Sit- I'm, I'm, in the crane, I'm in the crane position right now. No, you should have your arms down at your side, oh, by the sorry. way. That All is right. one I, thing. Yeah, okay. And you just crossed the line there. So you just crossed, right, so there you crossed go. the finish All right, line. See, so there you go. See if uh, Mark and I are both going to live. For a while, I'm gonna anyway. Live. Yeah, I'm gonna live. So that is for people who are 50 and older. So obviously, if you're younger than that and you can't do it, that's right. not good. You've been drinking. Yeah. So uh, I, I saw that yesterday, and that you know they say if you can balance on one leg for 10 seconds, that's an indicator that you're going to live longer. That seems. That it's seems, a weird study, but I don't, I don't know. It's that interesting. That, I mean, it seems so easy to do. I don't for know. some I, people, I think if you can't balance on one leg for ten seconds, you don't deserve to live. <laughs> what? Will you stop? There have been two things we've mentioned in the last twenty-four hours, or actually forty-eight hours, that people have called us out on and said not true. One is the story we just did. 
that said you're twice as likely to die in the next decade if you're currently unable to balance on one foot for 10 seconds. We got called if out on that? The, yes. Somebody somebody just emailed me and said that can't be true. It is true. It's on the USA Today website. Yeah, and, I, I don't. I, and again, I, I find it very difficult to believe as well. But OK. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you want to take issue? Take issue with USA Today, not us. Being able to balance on one leg is a sign of good health. OK. Um, and also... We told the story the other day, I think at a different time during the morning, but talking about my buddy being at Motor Vehicle Division, I think in Mesa, and he's in line, and all of a sudden Charles Barkley's behind him. Which, by the way, not be weird. Not uncommon, though, to see Charles Barkley in the Valley. I mean, he, he gets around. He does, he's, yeah. and he's fairly fairly noticeable. He is. You kind of know who he is. I, just to... Just to land. I mean, can we verify this? Is there a chance to verify it? Yes. I got my buddy Kevin on the phone right now just to lend credence to this story. This actually happened, right, Kev? This actually happened. I was, you know, I was stunned because, you know, you do that, you know, double take. Did you say anything to him? Well, I was too embarrassed to, to ask him for a, you know, a picture or something. But I turned around again. And I said, you know, it's really weird when you meet somebody famous, you don't know what to say. And and I told him about this one time that I met Wayman Tisdale. And he goes, oh, man, what a great guy he was. And, and that was it. Riveting story, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, to, I could do it on I could I could do it on one leg if that would make it more riveting. It, it might. <laughs> Nicely well, done. So you went to your window, he went to his, and you never passed cross paths again, huh? No, two ships passing in the night. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Kev. Okay, bye. <laughs> so it happened. Okay. Charles Barkley gets out and he gets around. It's not unusual to see him in different places. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I was calling to let you know that about 15 years ago, I was at P.F. Chang's, and Charles Barkley was sitting right next to me waiting for his table uh, at the entrance, and he didn't want special treatment. He just wanted to get a table like a regular person. All right. Okay. There you go. You know, here's it's funny the thing. to think of him in that little vestibule. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's a little thing in PF Shanks. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here thinking to myself. Well, I mean, the idea that Charles Barkley would be spotted associated with food might only be second to <laughs> Charles Barkley being spotted associated with women not named his wife. Oh, what? Oh, I, boy. I didn't do it. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, no, and you know that was one of the things during his playing days. He would often get into scuffles in bars because he, like, kind of like Dennis Rodman, didn't worry about being famous if he wanted to go out. Nah, yeah, I mean, Charles is great. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna badmouth Charles. No, I, mean, I like I, him. You mentioned him earlier uh, in reference to Tony Siragusa. He gets away with a lot of stuff because he's so damn likable. Yep, yep. Not, nothing wrong with Charles. Sorry, kids. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. By the way, we want to say hi to uh, Charles Barkley's former horticulturalist, who took care of his shrubs and said, nice guy. Very yeah. nice guy. Yeah, I have no doubt. Yeah. In fact, we're getting getting some Barkley stories. Uh, yeah, I had a friend who, he was in line behind or in front of Charles Barkley at the motor vehicle division. Good morning. Okay, so I was at a, one of those fire oven pizza places, and we were sitting there at a table waiting for a pizza, and who walks in but Charles Barkley? So he went up to the counter, and I guess he had ordered a pizza to go. And he sat down right in that waiting bench, right by the cashier, and he waited for his pizza. <laughs> I mean, it was very kind of, kind of humble. You know, he didn't, nobody fussed over him or anything, and he had to wait like everyone else. But I remember seeing him and, and looking at him, and I caught his eye, and I waved at him, and he waved back. <laughs> <laughs> Huge figure was sitting on that little bench. It just cracked me up, you know, that he was waiting like everyone else. <laughs> you would picture a guy like Charles Barkley having... Some regular-looking guy as a personal assistant doing those things. But I think if you want to get out and see things and do, you know, see people do things, you got to do that stuff yourself. I will say this. Charles Barkley is sort of in the crosshairs right now because he made a bet or a promise during the NBA Finals. Which and was? He, he said he would eat a plate of horse sh- if the uh, if the uh, Golden State Warriors beat the Celtics in the Finals. Ah, that yeah. Is a, uh, yeah. that's a bad bet to make. Yep. And, uh, and so people are still waiting for him to pay off on that. Yes. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, kids. Yeah. You, you think I'm going to do that? You a knucklehead. I don't know. I think he'd prefer to play pickup basketball with fourth graders, yes. as he does in the commercials. Yeah, no. He out. Charles is good. And again, yet another Charles Barkley story involving food. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they I all, love they that. They all sort of involve food. Yeah. Um, but again, that's the kind of thing you'd think he'd send somebody out to do, but does it himself. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. There is something wrong with the person that has been deemed the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day, and we're going to tell you exactly what's wrong with them right now. Absolutely. 53-year-old Trey Hargett was not about to let the Bonnaroo Music Festival pass him by this year. The festival started a week ago today in Manchester, Tennessee. It's a big deal every year. Yeah. And Trey was going to make sure he got there. I'm not sure if he went on Thursday, but when it, when the whole thing started, because it went Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, the smell of dirty hippies and patchouli permeates the air in Tennessee, mm-hmm. which is better than the smell that usually permeates the air in Tennessee. It's all true. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't go on Thursday, I don't think, but he was there this past Friday night. Now, I don't know if Trey went specifically to see Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's where I go. Who were headlining on Friday night, or if he was there for any of the other couple dozen acts that were part of Friday's festivities. Sure. But Trey was there, and of course, he imbibed a little bit. Well. He had a few drinks or beers or whatever he had. Whatever's in the, <laughs> on whatever you got, it's a festival. Yep. Around midnight, Trey decided he'd had enough and headed for the parking lot. Huh. Got into his car to uh, make the drive uh, home. Yeah, that's a problem. Yep. As Trey drove through the town of... Tullahoma? 
Tennessee? I'll believe you. Yeah. The combination of weariness and alcohol caught up with him, and Trey's driving got sloppy. Sloppy enough to get pulled over by the Tullahoma police. Oh, boy. And then it was time for the, you know, the whole procedure. Yep. Yep. Field tests and all that stuff. Agnes test, yeah. Yep. Trey was... Arrested for DUI by the police in Tullahoma. Okay. And it, so far, this sounds very uneventful. Yeah, Mark, no. it sounds like a very I, well, benign uh, dumbass of the day. What did he do that that that, well, that is out well, of the realm of normal procedure? Well, not benign because it's DUI that's dangerous. But as you're saying, it's not really all that out of what we normally see. Yeah, I mean, it happens every day in yeah. every city in America. Well, I was just going to comment that it's it's going to be very very tough for Trey to regain the trust of his employer. Who's Who's, who's his employer? His employer is the citizenry of the state of Tennessee, as he is the current Tennessee Secretary of State. Oh. That's oh a boy. big post right there. That's a, isn't that like the third highest position you can have in the state? Uh, I think it's governor, lieutenant governor, and secretary of state. I think some states don't necessarily have a lieutenant governor. Like our state, I believe. So huh. I think that's next in line for governor or your closest to governor in the state. Needless to say, it's a very, very important position. He probably knows somebody in government that can make this all go away, though. Possibly. I mean, not that that ever happens. He did issue a statement, Trey did, saying he regrets the, quote, circumstances that led right. to his arrest, which sounds like an admission. But it's not. But it's not. It's not. It's just what he, you know what he, he regrets the circumstances. You know what those circumstances are? The cops found him. Yes. That's the circumstance he regrets. He doesn't regret getting drunk. He's not really saying anything. Doesn't regret getting behind the wheel. Doesn't regret any of those things. Doesn't regret drinking at the Allison Krauss and and Robert Plant show. What he regrets is the blue and red lights that were behind him. That's what he regrets, the circumstances. So he is hedging his bets, let's just say, moving forward, Mm -hmm. trying to hang on to that position. But one thing we can say about Trey is that he is guilty of being the Mark Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. And Epstein didn't kill himself. And that story, the dumbass of the day, was sponsored by Roadrunner Harley Davidson. You can find them at RoadrunnerHarley.com. And you can see the largest selection of pre-owned inventory in the state. haven't talked at all about this. Vince McMahon has stepped away. Temp- Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. Vince McMahon has stepped away temporarily as the CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment because of a scandal. Apparently, he paid like $3 million or something like that to have somebody not talk about an affair he had in the office. Well, I guess he and one of the other executives were passing around a female employee like a bad cold. Mm. And she advanced in her career. And then finally everybody was done with the affair. And she got a $3 million payout and had to sign what they call an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, which says that she would not disparage and or discuss any of her behavior within the the walls of the WWE. However, just the fact that we're talking about this seems like a violation of said agreement. Yeah, and you know what? You may say, hey, it's his company. He can do what he wants. It's you a know, publicly he traded company. That's the thing. He went public years ago, so there are stockholders and there is a board of directors that is investigating Vince McMahon right now about this. So, let's just say Vince McMahon is feeling some pressure right now. The, a lot of pressure. The kind of pressure one might feel in a figure four leg lock. And possibly I, I think of it more as the kind of pressure somebody might feel, say, if if Bruno Sammartino had them in a bear hug. 
if Sergeant Slaughter had them in the Cobra clutch? I think it would be more pressure than that. The kind of pressure you might feel if the Iron Sheik had you in the camel clutch and, of course, was making you humble. Maybe, just for happen, the walls of Jericho are falling down upon mm. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. I would think to so. To be trapped in the walls of Jericho. By, I would think so, sure. Jericho. I, I think it's the kind of pressure you would feel in your neck after having received a tombstone pile driver from The Undertaker or his previously unknown brother, Kane. Very who also, possible. Who also performs that maneuver. Yes. Uh, the outlawed brain buster would probably <laughs> probably pre- create the kind of pressure that Vincent McMahon yeah. is under right now. I think it would be the kind of pressure you might feel if the bad guy, Razor Ramon, had you up, propped up on his back, ready to receive the Razor's Edge. That's how much pressure he's under. You know what kind of pressure Vince McMahon is under right now? Tell me. The kind of pressure that Don the Magnificent Morocco would put on your tongue when he administered the Asiatic Spike. Mm -hmm. Which, I don't know where Don Mm -hmm. Morocco comes from Asia, but the Asiatic (laughs) Spike was something that Don Morocco would use. He visited Asiatic. Have we run out? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Wrestling fans, if we haven't run out, you can certainly let us. I mean, mean, the sleeper hold was an easy. That was low-hanging fruit. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure, too. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. It's 480-470-KSLX. Good morning. Going to get a heart punch is what he's going to get. A lot of pressure. The national, I guess, price for gas has dropped below $5 a gallon, which is good. I still paid $133 for a tank of gas recently. You know what it sounds like it's time for? Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. Time for a thing we like to call sucks to own a truck. Sucks to own a truck. Sucks to own a truck. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of money for gas. Yeah, filling up a truck these days is just brutal. You know, we have a Cause for Pause event coming up on Saturday at Desert Ridge. Last time we were out, we were talking to some folks about, you know, how much it was costing them to fill up. Scott Mesa, what are you driving? I'm driving a Ford F-150. What did it cost the last time you filled up? Oh, boy, that was 100 bucks, and that was not filled up. I was about a quarter of a tank. Yeah, so $100 for three quarters of a tank. Ow. <laughs> that means, you know, that comes out right around then at $133. Yeah, $133, right? bucks, that's what I paid. Yeah. So, uh, all right. What about you? What, do you? what are you driving these days? A tw- 2019 uh, GMC 2500. Yep. Yeah, that gets you about about 12, about 12 miles to the gallon there. Good for you. All right. So, <laughs> how big is your tank? 37 gallons of oh. diesel. Oh, diesel, oh, too. Boy. Okay. So, yeah, what? Diesel's like six bucks a gallon. What was the last fill? up one hundred and sixty three dollars yeah yeah that's like 579 a gallon something like that yeah because it's so expensive have you stopped going into the food mart for jerky (laughs) (laughs) yes but i still go in for the beer yeah. Got, well, got to prioritize. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, obviously. Got to prioritize. Clearly, so, yeah. man, it is it is brutal. That's that's why we give away free stuff here, right? Yep, because sucks to own a truck. Sucks to own a truck. Yeah. All Hopefully right. we'll get the gas prices down at some point. Wow.
so we got to open up Mark's College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. So let's welcome John to the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. John, I'm going to ask you the same five questions I asked Mark. Whoever gets more right will graduate. If you don't graduate, you'll have to tell everybody you flunked. First things first, would you please kick Mark out of the studio? Mark, can you please leave the studio? Why, sure I can, John. Wow. That was so easy. <laughs> John, question number one. Which is a song by The Who? Your generation, Hey Dude, Jack and Diane, or Pinball Wizard? Pinball Wizard. Question number two. Just take those old records off the shelf for the first eight words of what song? Full-time rock and roll. Question number three. Name two members of Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones. All right. Question number four. Which Beatles song was remade by Aerosmith first? Only one I can think of has come together. Mm -hmm. Question number five. How many parts are there to another brick in the wall? Uh, Good question. Uh, I think there's three total parts. All right. Let's get Mark in here. See how this goes. Mark is bragging. Mark, question number one. Yes. Which is a song by The Who? Your generation, Hey Jude, Jack and Diane, or Pinball Wizard? Pinball Wizard. It is one to one. Question number two. Just take those old records off the shelf for the first eight words to what song? Old time rock and roll. It is two to two. I'm glad John is getting those. Yeah. Question number three. Name two members of Led Zeppelin. Well, you could have John Bonham and John Paul Jones. It is three to three. Uh, which is originally a Beatles song but was remade by Aerosmith first? Well, I would say Come Together. It is four to four. And for either the win or the tie, who knows how this is going to go. How many parts are there to another brick in the wall? Two. Mark has lost. What is the answer? Three. Three parts. There are three parts to another brick in the wall. And therefore, a victory for you. John, nice job. Thank you. Well well played. That uh, last one was a tricky one for sure. Yep. Yeah. And so... Mark has to say, for only the third time, my name is Mark, and I have flunked out of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge to John. Victory to John. Yeah, he did a great job. You know what part of the problem is? We don't play things off vinyl anymore, so you don't see the whole label, right? <laughs> they're all, you know, they're all loaded separately into uh, into a hard drive, so only the one song comes up at a time. What's interesting is uh, for another brick in the wall, most people, the part that we play on the radio is, is only two, part in our right? part two. Yeah. yeah, there's two other movements, so to speak, in yeah. that are at the beginning and end of the record that sort of tell the whole story of Pink and his descent into madness. But of course, the only part of it that you hear on the radio is that we don't need no education, which is part number two. Yeah. So. Yeah, I knew that, and I was like, I don't, yeah. I was, I, for whatever reason, I was going back and forth between two and nine. No, that's because that's Shine On Your Crazy Diamond. <laughs> yes. Shine On Your Crazy Diamond has nine parts to itself. <laughs> Something like that. In any event, Mark goes down in defeat. Yeah, good job by John. And you are late for work. 
Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.